Great podcast for you today. We cover all of the bases. We start with William Barr and his unbelievable uh, exit and his nice little note to uh, to America. You know, Bill, I think you got a job that you kind of left undone uh, there. Maybe that's just me. Also, Steve Dace. We talk about what happened on the floor of the Senate today, officially recognizing Joe Biden as the president-elect. We went through all the emotions today, and I think you'll relate to today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I'm just going to go over the the report that the state of Michigan tried to keep from the American people, and they... They wanted this to be, you know, buried. And then uh, the secretary of state of Michigan, when she found out that it was going to be released because the courts said they had to release it. That's that's when she said, well, it's it's not quite as simple as everyone is saying that there was voter fraud. Really? Okay. All right. Well, let's let's not let's go for the real context here. Let's read the report. My name is Russell James Ramsland, Jr. I'm a resident of Dallas County, Texas. I hold an MBA from Harvard, a political science degree from Duke. I've worked with the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, otherwise known as NASA, and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, among other organizations. I run businesses all over the world, many of which are highly technical in nature. I've served on technical government panels. I'm also part of the management team of Allied Security Operations Group, LLC. Uh, It's a group of globally engaged professionals who come from various disciplines, including the Department of Defense, Secret Service, Department of Homeland Security, CIA. It provides a range of security services um, and has a particular emphasis on cybersecurity, open source investigation and penetration testing of networks. We employ a, a wide variety of cyber and cyber forensic analysis Uh, And we have patents, blah, 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 blah. I have relied for this report on these experts and resources. Purpose and preliminary conclusions. The purpose of this forensic audit is to test the integrity of Dominion voting system and how it performed in Antrim County, Michigan for the 2020 election. Here's here's the conclusion. We conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposefully designed with inherent errors to create systematic fraud and influence election results. The system intentionally generates an enormously high number of ballot errors. The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication. The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency, and best of all, no audit trail. This leads to the vote or election fraud. Based on our study, we conclude that Dominion voting system should not be in use in Michigan. We further conclude that the results of Antrim County should not be certified. The Antrim County clerk and secretary of state, uh, Jocelyn Benson, have stated that the election night error detailed by the by the above vote flip from Trump to Biden 
Do you remember this was a where that spike happened? And it was just, no, those spikes are normal. And that flip, that happens all the time. You can expect that. And that was, well, that one particular one where it flipped from Trump to Biden, uh, that was just a clerical error that we caught right away. And uh, we adjusted that right away. Well, listen to what he has to say here. The county clerk and secretary of state, Jocelyn Benson, have stated that the election night error... Uh, was the result of human error caused by a failure to update the Marcelona Township tabulator prior to the election night for down-ballot race. We disagree and conclude that the vote flip occurred because of machine error built into the voting software designed to create error. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's statement November 6, 2020, that the correct results always were and continue to be reflected in the tabulated uh, totals and the tape, quote, was false. The allowable election error rate established by the FEC, the guidelines, is out of every one in 250 ballots or 0.008%. So in other words, every 250 people that vote, 250,000. Yeah, 250,000 people who vote, one might be an error. But we observed an error rate of 68%. That means for every 100 people that vote, not 100,000, every 100 people that vote, 68 of those votes are in error. This demonstrated a significant and fatal error in security and election integrity. Gee, you think the results of in Antrim County 2020 election are not certifiable. This is a result of machine error and or software error, but not human error. The tabulation log for the forensic examination of the server for Antrim County from December 6, 2020, consists of 15,676 individual events of which 10,667, or 68% of the events, were recorded errors. These errors resulted in overall tabulation errors or ballots being sent to adjudication. This high error rate proves the Dominion voting system is flawed and does not meet state or federal election laws. These errors occurred after the Antrim County clerk provided a reprovisioned CF card with uploaded software for the Central Lake Precinct on December 6th. This means the statement by the secretary, Secretary Benson, was again false. The Dominion voting system produced systematic errors and high error rates both prior to the update and after the update, meaning the update or lack of update is not the cause of errors. He goes into specifics. He shows different ballots, etc., etc. Uh, he says that uh, out of uh, you know out of out of all of the ballots, sixty-eight were spit out of the machine, and that allowed people to look at them and refeed them into the machine, and they were supposed to do something with them, and they never did. Uh, they also failed to upload the or update the system. 
a purple a purposeful lack of providing basic computer security updates in the system software and hardware demonstrates incompetence gross negligence bad faith and or willful non-compliance in providing the fundamental system security required by federal and state law there is no way this election management system could have passed any of the tests or have been legally certified to conduct the 2020 election in Michigan under the current laws. According to the National Conference of State Legislatures, uh, Michigan requires full compliance with federal standards as determined by federally accredited voting system laboratory. Significantly, this computer system shows vote adjudication logs for prior years. But all adjudication log entries for the 2020 election cycle are missing. <laughs> Wait a minute. The lack of records prevent any form of audit accountability, and their conspicuous absence is extremely suspicious since the files exist for previous years using the same software. Now, they know they go into how somebody went in in between the night of the election and two days after the election and deleted a lot of information. The computer system shows vote adjudication log for prior years um, uh, to 2020 uh, are there. However, the vote adjudication logs for 2020 are missing. The lack of records prevents any form of audit accountability um, the removal of these files violates state law and prevents a meaningful audit, even if the secretary wanted to conduct an audit. We must conclude that the 2020 election cycle records have been manually removed. Likewise, all server logs prior to 11.03 p.m. on November 4th are missing. This means that all security logs for the day after the election on election day and prior to the election day are gone. Security logs are very important to an audit trail, forensics, and detecting advanced persistent threats and outside attacks, especially on systems with outdated system files. These logs would contain Dominion uh, domain controls, authenticity, uh, uh, authentication failures, error codes, times users logged on and off, network connections to file servers, between file access and internet connections, times and data transfers. So everything that could prove who went in and made everything disappear has also disappeared. On November 21st, an unauthorized user unsuccessfully attempted to zero out all of the election results. This demonstrates additional tampering with data. How, how, how exactly Facebook, Google, New York Times, am I, am I losing the context here? Well, what exactly is the context that's needed to understand this story as no big deal? Can you think of a context? Because I can't think of a context. I... I've been looking for one. I just can't find it. Isn't that weird? (sighs) 
See, here's the problem. Nobody's actually looking for the truth. You are. I am. I have to tell you, if Donald Trump would lose legitimately, I'd have no problem. I would say, get out, knock this off, get out. But I don't have any clue as to how much and how many votes were tampered with. And it, I don't know, it just, it fuels the reason to look into things when every county that is a bellwether county went with him with historic changes like winning Florida and Ohio. No other president has ever done that and not become president. Oh, except in 1961 when there was election fraud in Chicago. How about the fact that all these irregularities they all happened in progressive strongholds. I mean, if they were happening in, you know, Lubbock, Texas, if they were happening in places that were controlled by Democrat, by Republicans anywhere, can you show me anywhere? But it just happens to be these strongholds and just happens to be the four states that just kind of threw everything out the window. I am not one to deny the legitimate president. I've, I, I didn't say that about Barack Obama. I, you know, the, the left says that about every Republican president. George Bush selected, not elected. Uh, Donald Trump, not legitimate. He had help from Russia. Well, Wait, and then everybody that you vote for is absolutely clean. I, I'm sorry. You can't have that. And it leaves us in this place to where, okay, what do we do? Well, you can't do anything without proof. Now, this is proof, but proof of what? That one state, one county... Do you have proof enough to show that the votes, that there's enough out there that change the outcome? So far, I haven't seen it. And here's the real problem. You're not going to. This is like showing up at a murder and then having everybody going, well, who did it? Who did it? And then the murderer who might or might not be in the room says, you can't prove any of that. I'm innocent. No, police would say, well, no, wait a minute. Let's give the investigation some time. But there is no time. And there is nothing in the Constitution that shows if you prove this after he's seated as president that you can do anything about it. Right now, everybody's around on the last curve and into the uh, next year and hopefully making plans to be spending time with family and friends, gathering and breaking bread together this holiday season. Seasons change. 
And I always think this time of the year is the best because it brings out the best in all of us. Well, no matter what your holidays look like, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to benefit from having a rec tech because part of that best of this holiday is getting together for food and cooking every meal together and having it turn out just right. So whether it's grilling, smoking, or even baking, rec tech is going to rise to the challenge every time. With its amazing smart grill technology, the rec tech monitors everything you cook in it to the tiniest detail, making sure to adjust the temperature as needed without you. And you can control it entirely from an app on your phone or device. So follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter to get great recipes. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. The best of the Glenn Beck program. America's leading skeptic, John Ziegler, joins us now with the 10 most important COVID-related questions which the news media is ignoring. Welcome to the program, John. How are you? I'm all right. Always good to talk to you, Glenn. Uh, So we publish this at glennbeck.com because I think these are important questions, and you have provided uh, some answers to them, and no one is willing to ask these questions let alone answer them accurately so can we go through them yeah sure well first just for some background i mean i'm a senior columnist at mediate and i I submitted this to mediate i've had a very good relationship with them for five years and uh i i actually pulled uh, it from the process because uh, i have learned now uh in covid that this is beyond a third rail issue and that there are certain things now that are almost impossible to discuss in the so-called mainstream New York-based media. And I, I knew that this was going to be eviscerated uh, via the editing process. And I said, you know what, uh, let's let's not do this. Uh, I didn't want to get into a big fight. Uh, I wanted to maintain the relationship. And so I asked you, hey, Glenn, <laughs> maybe you could find a home for this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thankfully you did. So, yeah, yeah it's that's, at glennbeck.com. By the way, there is also the raw report on the voting machines in Michigan, the raw report is what you should read. Um, because I, the stories I read today, they all said, well, that's taken out of context and that's not really what the report said. So read the report. It's posted at glenbeck.com and so is this. And this is really important. When we live in a society where you can't ask questions, there's a real problem uh, with freedom in that country and it's only getting worse. So let's go through some of these. Yeah, well, I start with what does the recent surge in cases say about the effectiveness of lockdowns? This seems like a pretty simple question. Sure does. I mean, I I, uh, start this column by admitting that, uh, you know, I, along with a lot of the people who thought in late September, October, that maybe there was such a thing as low threshold herd immunity, and that maybe we would hit this sooner uh, than thought by the so-called experts. I admit, hey, guess what? Looks like we were wrong. But why doesn't the other side get forced to at least examine whether or not they were wrong about the issue of whether or not lockdowns are effective? Well, oh. you're seeing lockdowns and between 91 and 97 percent mask wearing, especially in these these states that are really locked down. But you've got a 91 percent or 92 percent uh, mask uh, uh, wearing with the population here in Dallas, 
it's higher in other places. So how can you be in lockdown, be wearing masks and tell me that those things are effective when the numbers are going up? Not just a little bit. I mean, these numbers are based, one of the things we've learned is that guess what? During the summer, this basically barely existed. I mean, in comparison to what we have now, if you believe uh, totally in the data, now there there are problems with the data. Uh, that's another question that the media won't won't answer. But we we have no introspection at all as to whether or not uh, the the most recent surge eviscerates the entire concept of lockdowns. And that leads to the second question: is what's the collateral damage of these lockdowns? You know, Glenn, I have two young children. I thought we were living in a society, mostly for better, sometimes for worse, where it's all about the kids, right? Mm -hmm. All about the kids. That has been completely abandoned and forgotten for the last 10 months. Much of what we're doing here is literal child abuse, whether it's keeping kids out of schools and all sorts of other things that we're not, almost everything we do to it within a lockdown targets kids. Anything that's fun, apparently the COVID really targets. That's, that's what I, one of the things I've learned in the last 10 months. And, and so we, we never talk anything in the media about increased suicides, increased child abuse, increased drug abuse. No, 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 uh, no, well, no, 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 no. I have read in mainstream sources that there is no suicide increase. All of this stuff is nonsense. I've read it. I've read it. Yeah. Well, there's been all sorts of both data points as well as specific stories that in a normal media environment would have caught fire, fire. You know, where, where, where uh, you know, people would have rallied to the cause, whoa, what are we doing to our kids? But that has been verboten here because it, it makes people question the narrative. And you know how nervous I get when people in the news media dive into and get yep. emotionally invested into a narrative, narrative early on because then there's no going back. And well, I predicted early on in, in, with COVID that that's what would happen here. And the most, you've already referenced it, to me the most bizarre element of this entire narrative, and this is a tough battle to pick which was the most bizarre, but the, the investment in masks by the mainstream news media is just so strange, uh, given the fact that, you know, St. Dr. Fauci uh, said in March that uh, they don't work and that people shouldn't be wearing them and that this was the conventional wisdom among the scientific community. And I predicted on your show a couple months ago that the, the whole mask thing would be the cover story that the left uses to show that they were able to finally defeat the virus. And Joe Biden has vindicated that by declaring we're going to have 100 days of mask wearing. 100 days, by the way, very sciencey. That's a yeah. It is. It number. is. Very, very sciencey number that he right. picked out of his backside. Um, and, and so the, the, why is there no questioning why masks are not helping in the data? Not just recently, but there, there are literally hundreds, and I'm sure you're aware of this, and probably most of your listeners are, that there are hundreds of data charts from not just around the United States, but around the world that make you not just question whether or not masks work, make you question whether or not masks are actually harming us with regard to the data. I mean, there, mm -hmm. I can't find I can't find one. Now, there's been a couple they've tried to manipulate and cherry pick, uh, you know, one in Kansas, Arizona, uh, Tennessee. But, but those are easily explained as, as being incredibly weak sauce. Why are masks not helping at all? And the media just is simply not going to ask that question because let's be clear why. Because the woke world dove into masks as a virtue signal against Trump. And once that happened, it was all over. It, because now the, le the left wing media, mainstream media, is controlled by woke Twitter.
I mean, it's a woke Twitter basically edits the New York Times now, as insane mm-hmm. as that is. And so once that happens, you are not allowed to say anything. That Danish mask study comes out and says basically masks do nothing. And the New York Times changed their headline to say, well, the study says they don't really work, but you should still wear them anyway. That was actually in the headline, Glenn. I mean, that's the level of insanity here. And so... That's, that's one of the big questions the media won't ask. And then one of the ones that I, I probably, one of the few that have written about, uh, and I did so early on at media because I live here in California, and it, it, never, it, it never made any sense to me how in the world, considering all our connections to China, specifically in Los Angeles and San Francisco, that California would have been one of the last states to have a major outbreak here. How is that possible? And so my question is, if COVID was around way before March, what does that really mean? Well, we now know from all sorts of sources, including a, a Red Cross blood test uh, a study, that this thing was here in December. And by the way, anecdotally, I had hundreds of people tell me that they thought they had this in California in, in the December, January area. Yep. And so, so what does that mean? Why won't we at least ask that question? My gosh, here in California, Glenn, uh, the entire month of February in the Los Angeles area were Kobe Bryant memorials, where people were hugging and kissing. And I mean, there was an indoor massive memorial on February 24th, and nothing happened. No, nobody, nobody even recognized anything. Nobody knew anything was happening. We had a the Los Angeles Marathon. I think it was March 7th or March 9th. Then the, the state closed down a week and a half later. I mean, this is a question. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe it took a lot longer to spread than we, we think. But, but shouldn't somebody be asking what this means, that we just went through an entire winter where, where this was circulating and nobody noticed? Here's the here's one that I think re- that you asked that is really important because it's the mask thing. They're saying now, even if you get the vaccine, uh, you need to wear the mask because the virus could live in your nose and you'd be asymptomatic and it will spread. I, I, Glenn, you have put your finger on the most maddening element of the well, there's so many of the vaccine uh, questions. And, uh, and by the way, I'm going to be on Bill O'Reilly's show later today talking about the, the vaccine element of this. Uh, the, the, the idea that somehow the vaccine changes nothing. This is the narrative that they're now spreading, that, it, that we still have to do the mask thing. We still have to do social distancing because you can still spread it. When, by the way, and one of my questions is, what's the real evidence of significant asymptomatic spread to begin? with even without the vaccine i mean fauci said in january that that's never the driver of a, of a viral spread uh, well, what happened to that almost everything we do is about so the potential of asymptomatic spread there was a study out yesterday indicating asymptomatic spread is is very very low and very rare just as the the world health organization said and then they had to walk it back because it was so politically incorrect but what you just said is so important and it's an, and to me it proves this is about governmental control they they, they told us we, we had to wait yeah. for a vaccine and no 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 even the vaccine's not going to be good enough because, by the way, the math now, the math on this, if, if we were doing even, even third grade math, we would know that if everybody over the age of 55 or even 70% of the people over 55 got a vaccine, this thing is over. It's over because nobody, there's not going to be any significant level of death, assuming that the vaccine is anything close to as efficient as we, they say that it is. And right now, I have no reason to doubt that. Uh, I hope it is. But that's just remarkable to me because that leads to the next question, which is, what is the average age of COVID death? 
And this almost gets, you know, it's very serious, but it's, there's a comical element of this. I mean, when you Google anything, Glenn, as you know, you can Google the most ridiculous questions in the world, and Google has an answer right there for you. If you Google what's the average age of death in America for, for COVID, you don't get an answer. You literally do not get an answer. You get a, a, a uh, link to a CDC chart that still doesn't give you the answer. You have, to, you have to surmise what the median, you can't even get the average, you can get the median, which is about, it, I, it looks to me like 79 or 80, depending on how you do the math. And, and by the way, in many specific states who do give you that information, it's higher than 80. In many countries, it's as high as 86. That ought to matter. That ought to be the first, the second question. How many people are, are dying because of this? The second is, how old are they? Yes. I mean, I, I, I mean, because the average age of death in America is 78 years old. I'm sorry. When the average age of death of a virus is older than the average age of death, period, that's a significant fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so hang on just a second. Hang on just a second, because I've got to stop you. I have a network break. I want you to answer one more question. I've got about a minute for you to answer it. Uh, all of these questions and all of these answers, there's more, are posted right now at glenbeck.com, and we should be sending this to everyone. Answer these questions. This one. What happened to the flu? Listen to this. Yeah, the flu is amazing. I mean, if you go to the CDC website, the entire country is green, which usually happens in the middle of summer when there is no flu. It disappeared. It does not exist. Now, I'm not suggesting that everything we're seeing right now is because the flu has been renamed COVID, but something is going on here. And the left, of course, is telling you, well, it's because of masks and social distancing. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that our most recent surge is because we've stopped following the rules all of a sudden, which is ludicrous, when, when, uh, you know, when obviously if that's the case with the flu, it would be happening with COVID, mm-hmm. too. Something doesn't add up, and no one's asking the right questions, Glenn. Thank you very much. John Ziegler, thank you for remaining a skeptic. Uh, you can read that now at glennbeck.com. Thanks, John. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program, and we really want to thank you for listening. There is a vacuum of leadership in this nation, a huge vacuum of leadership, especially on the right. You know, who's your leader? Donald Trump's gone. Who's the leader? Mitch McConnell? Who's the, who's the leadership? Who is coming out and speaking to people right now? Donald Trump needs to speak to his people. He needs to address the part of the nation that has been behind him and is supporting him because there is no other leader. And without a leader, we will perish because everybody will say, I've got an idea. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And some whack job is going to do something. And they are waiting for this. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that the, um, Transition Integrity Project said at the end of this, by January 20th, they assumed that Donald Trump was going to win. And in that scenario, by January 20th, they were threatening secession in their war games. And they had convinced states to secede by January 20th. Well, it looks like that's where we're kind of headed, isn't it? Except 
you don't have any leadership. They had it war game. They planned. Who would lead this great secession? You know, as we talked to Alan West, he said just yesterday on this program, this is. It's not we're not. Why would we leave the country? We believe in the Constitution. We believe in the balance of power. We believe in truth, justice in the American way. We don't want fascism. We want the Constitution and we want it applied to everyone. We actually believe all men are created equal. I don't want a master. No man should have a master. We didn't leave the country. Washington left us. The politicians left us. The power apparatus left us. Well, where's your leader? You cannot move forward without a leader. You can't move towards peace or mayhem without a, Maxim, a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King. Without a Robespierre or a George Washington. Where are they? I can find the Robespierre on the left. They, they have a clear apparatus. They're all set up for it. But how do you even get people to listen to you if you are going to be silenced immediately online? Donald Trump needs to step up and say, here's the deal. Uh, you're going to accept that Joe Biden is the president, but I'm going to continue to fight and I'm with you all the way. But we're still a nation. Uh, and we're going to work to change it and change it. We will. That would be very helpful. Uh, he could step to the plate and say, I don't accept this. And I am I'm going out in flames. Not real helpful. Don't think that that's what he would do, but at least we'd know. We need to hear from the president and he needs to speak to people. Because for the first time in a long time, am I quoting frozen for the first time in forever? Sorry, for the first time in a long time, we are absolutely leaderless. Because Donald Trump is not saying, here's what we do. The left and the media, they've got their leadership. Who's helping us? I just said to Pat, I am not smart enough to be the person on the air at this time. I'm not. This, this thing was put together by the greatest minds that I think ever assembled and created something. I mean, it's, it's George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Benjamin Franklin. These were, these were giants in their time. It's, it's like, it's, it's the greatest minds of today. You know, Stephen Hawking, or at least his computer, uh, and, uh, and Elon Musk. These guys don't even compare. They don't even compare. 
What, you're going to take it from a Yahoo on the radio? You're going to take it from a couple of Yahoos? You're going to get it from your podcast? There has to be a meeting of the minds. There has to be a call to the, and in fact, I'm going to make it. There has to be a meeting of, of the leadership of the freedom movement of the Constitution where we can come together and we can actually discuss what's the future, what's the plan. The left does this all the time. George Soros funds it and has everybody go over to Davos to meet with him. We don't have that. But we need a plan. Because we have a lot to fight uh, coming up beginning in January 20th. A lot to fight. And I was glad to see. Let me just let me play one uh, clip here. This is this is from a Costco. A guy gets up in the middle of Costco and just starts speaking the truth in California. Listen to this. Let them do it. You know why we're under this lockdown right now? Because all the information is coming out about COVID and they know it's a farce. Hey guys. You must not do this. I just keep going, guys. You continue. This is the life that you will have. I just keep going, guys. Keep going. Don't tell me I have the right. You know what? Governor Newsom doesn't have the right to shut us down to make you wear a mask. That's right. Okay. All right, people, you know that's right. We've got to stand out for ourselves because this governor is going to keep us locked down until we do something about it. And I want to know, are you going to let this happen? It is as if they want, and I believe they do, they want violence. They have been begging for violence since the beginning of the Tea Party. They have been in our face, humiliating us, laughing at us, poking at us, calling us names. And we have taken it and taken it and taken it. And now they're destroying our businesses. They are crippling our children. They're lying to us every step of the way. Businesses need to open up. If you're going to have a voice and you're, with, you're, you're telling me that, oh, I'm willing to stand up, open your business. If you're in a state where they've said, close it down, open it. If you're not willing to go to jail to save your business, you're certainly not ready to stand up against the federal government. Open your business. It's time. Open your business. Na, na, na.